0: Welcome to the Marshall Pro Podcast. The Weekend in Indy Car Show brought to you by Cooper Tires, the Justice Brothers, TorontoMotorsports.com, and Bell Racing Helmets USA. Finally got a hold of our boys, got a hold of our men down under, that being James Hinchcliffe, Alexander Rossi. I should put Alexander's name first. He won the Indy 500. He automatically is number one in that lineup. These two who are racing for the Walkinshaw and Dreddy United australian supercars team this weekend in bathurst their very first bathurst 1000 the number 27 napa sponsored holden commodore fun to catch up with these guys had a little over 20 minutes with them they were running between meetings been trying to catch up here the past couple days this was honestly the last one we could do knowing that it's early thursday afternoon here it is friday morning there and they're about to jump into a busy day and then go race tomorrow. So thanks to Andretti Autosport, Ryan Weatherford for making this happen, and the boys for having some fun here. Uh, we're going to do something pretty cool, a little bit different, and that being our pals at torontomotorsports.com, those who make all the T-shirts, stickers, you name it, for everything we do here on the Marshall Pro Podcast. They also happen to do the goodies for Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. So instead of giving away gear from my show, we're going to do something different and give away gear to three folks. This is going to be a pretty fun little Toronto Motorsports gift pack of Off Track with Hinch and Rossi t-shirts, some stickers. It's going to go out to the three folks whose questions received the most number of likes on the Marshall Pruitt Podcast Facebook page. So if you want to get free stuff from TorontoMotorsports.com and you like Hinch and you like Rossi, Hopefully, you don't like their super producer, Thim, and you want some stickers, all kinds of goodies. Hit the Marshall Pro Podcast Facebook page, our question thread, and like the living heck out of, hopefully, your question. It's a little late to submit new ones because they were just posed to the boys. But if you happen to get in questions or for future shows, if you want to get in on some free stuff, visit that page when I do my weekly call for questions for the Week in IndyCar Pose one, then get your friends and family to like the living snot out of it. Uh, There's no democratic method. You can game the system, get free goodies from torontomotorsports.com. So with all that said, and congratulations to those who get free Hinch and Rossi off-track crap instead of free MP podcast crap, let's get going with the boys. A bit of a quick show, but fun nonetheless. And I'm just happy we actually were able to speak on the phone. So off we go with Hinch and Rossi. Talking supercars, even a little bit of IndyCar. All right. Well, if there's one thing I have learned in my weekly call for questions, the crossover between the Marshall Pruitt podcast listeners and the off track with Hinch and Rossi listeners, they are equally disturbing and silly. And so we have a bunch of great questions. We're going to get through as many as we can. We have a little bit over 20 minutes before you guys need to head into an engineering meeting. The first one comes from a fat IndyCar reporter named Marshall Pruitt who wrote in, James, your former teammate, Michaela Lotion never wanted to go, and yet Marcus Erickson didn't want to stay. What did you do to make Marcus Erickson leave the team? Uh,
1: uh, I, uh, did I stump uh, you
0: right off the bat?
1: Yeah, you sure did. Um I'm stumped that you think I have any anything, oh. anything that happens this year at Motorsports.
0: Pulling all the strings. Let's move on to our first real question. This comes from our friend Anthony Ghosh. It's a physics-based question. He says, how does a supercar make enough downforce to stay on track when it is upside down the entire time?
1: <laughs> well, uh, physics is a neat thing, and... Uh, When you're down here, up is down. So if it's down, it's really up and everything works out just fine.
0: A professor, a professorial answer. Tim Peters says, Alexander, note the full spelling in James. If one of you were to crash the other out in a dramatic and reckless fashion, which resulted in a fight, who would win and would the helmet stay on?
1: Um, I don't know if this guy knows how V8 supercars work, but we share a car, so I think (laughs) we would both be kind of disappointed.
0: I think, Alexander, I think you win. You're punching down, I think, the height advantage, the leverage. I mean, I think that...
1: Yeah, I I can really kind of just, like, step on them. But what I will say is that regardless of that, the helmets would come off. We're not a bunch of pansies.
0: Ah, I love it! Swinging helmets, you guys. It's a Saturday night in Tulsa. Let's go to Stephen Killsdonk who says, guys, there's a photo of you two watching the 2007 Bathurst 1000. How much has looking at past race footage helped you get ready for what you're doing this weekend?
1: Um, I mean, I think it's been really the only tools that we've had to, to get ready. I mean we had a we had a test uh, a couple of test days, um, at a track that is uh, not similar at all to Bathurst. So um we had some some limited sim time just logistically with the IndyCar season ending. Um, so really all we had was, was video footage on boards and, and data to look at and I think it was very helpful for us to at least know kind of the direction and and style that is required for for this place but um it's it's very much a a track knowledge track time type of type of racetrack which we're currently lacking in at the moment
0: (laughs) and you guys have driven all manner of amazing circuits throughout the world give us at least initial impressions of lapping that crazy and insane mountain
1: I mean, honestly, it's it's right up there. I think all the all the hype around this place exists for a reason. The uh, the layout here is just so unique. The lap is so long. There's so many blind corners, so much commitment required. Elevation changes, obviously, slow corners, fast corners, big break zones. It's uh, it's one of the most kind of diverse tracks I've ever raced on in that sense. And that that challenge is what makes it so much fun. You know, I think anytime you go to a racetrack that really challenges you that's what people love, the, the spas of this world, the Suzukas, the Road Americas, Indianapolis. Um, this, is, this is right up there with all those in its own unique way, and it's been, uh, it's been a lot of fun getting to learn it.
0: Speaking of learning, Gustav Alcrona asks, do you guys know any new Aussie slang? And our pal John Sable says, what percentage of your sentences now end with the word mate and notes that if it's less than 100%, you're not doing it right?
1: We're definitely not doing it right then because it's not quite a hundred percent. Might have sneaked in there a couple of times. And Aussie slang—I don't know. What's your favorite Aussie slang thing you learned? Grog, um, grog, and what does grog mean? Alcohol.
0: Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, good men. And I said the questions were silly. I wasn't kidding. This one from Joey of the Priuses it says: James and Alex, you've just received terrible news from the team. You're being split up and paired with two new drivers, bringing millions in racer magazine sponsorship. The new pairings are Hinch and Pruitt versus Rossi and Robin Miller. Who comes out on top?
1: Um I think uh I don't I don't want to answer that. I don't know. I feel like I feel like you've got more race well no I mean Right. No. Didn't yeah Ruggins race, race.
0: Robin raced a lot formula Fords, midgets crashed most of the time I think,
1: (laughs) I I think, Alex, and I think, I think, I think think Robin might be quicker, but we might not finish. Yeah. He he would win the race for through it. Well,
0: (laughs) yeah, there's a significant weight penalty, though. Like, you know, I'm like a Hans. I'm like an Eric. No,
1: they ballast. They balance all the cars the same. So speaking of this million dollars of racer sponsorship, yeah, what when, is that? Can we yeah. still have some, some open spots on the car here. Yeah, so can we get some of
0: that? I believe there was a verbal contract here. So if you guys sue, I think Racer has to pay. I think that's how it works. Uh, Lord,
1: Lord is in the mail. Hey, all right. <laughs>
0: some guy named Eric Bretzman, never heard of him, says flat white or long black, corner numbers or names power steering or cool suit and will you continue to pull drivers out of their cars by their Hans devices in IndyCar even if you aren't doing a driver change Um, okay well James doesn't drink coffee
1: so I'll answer that one so long black the next one one was corner numbers numbers or names
0: and James the no coffee thing I I want to know when you joined ISIS by the way
1: I like how no coffee could be straight in terrorist territory. 100%. Um, and then, so I'm, I'm pro corner names because that's how they like doing it here. And, and I, and I like being respectful of the local culture. Alex doesn't. So he's a corner numbers guy. Yep. But I mean, like, uh, Hey, the, the, I've, I've learned, I've learned the names. I know them. that's true. You do know them now. You just don't like, I just for, <laughs> you, you.
0: but I'm talking uh, real I'm names. You know, the car was a little pushy off at Fred. You know, like, that would be interesting to me. We do that. Okay. All right. We do that. Power steering or cool Um, suit?
1: I mean, both are great. Both are neat. But, like, if I had to pick one based on that video... that Probably power steering. Power steering, yeah. Yeah. These things don't look fun when that fails.
0: (laughs) What about yanking Um, people out of the car by their Hans devices? That sounds fun.
1: I feel... With the new aero screen, that might, be, a might be the best way to get yeah. somebody out, actually. Just hook a crane up to their hog device and jack just and rip them
0: out. Yeah. That could be fun. A little car, like, you know, a crane overhead just yanking people out. That could be a competitive advantage if people don't see it. I like that. All right, we're going to go to Nick yeah, did, Vance.
1: Yeah, we like a gantry in the pit
0: See? Totally. You know, how did you leapfrog the guy in the pits? Well, we kind of pulled him out of the car, and he didn't know it was coming. Uh, that's really good. Uh, let's see. Nick Vance says, well, this is too cool. My two favorite podcasts collide. Huge fan of both Hinch and Rossi. Usually it's just Rossi, but okay. My first question, thoughts on the aero screen after the recent tests. He says, aside from the safety benefits, which are obviously most important, do either of you foresee any potential improvements to speedway racing in the aero department?
1: Well, wow. I mean that's uh, that's a question for I think down the road. You know, obviously we've only done a very small amount of testing with it in uh, in Speedway trim at IMS and um, wasn't wasn't in a pack situation, wasn't really in a racing situation. So it's it's tough to know what effect it's going to have on the racing itself, um, whether it's it's uh, an improvement or a detriment. But uh, you know, whatever the outcome on that, we'll, we'll adjust as necessary because the goal is always to put on a good show and. I think uh, I think no matter what the air screen throws at the teams, the teams will find a way around it. So big step forward in safety. Um, obviously, there's still some, some little things to work out, but um, still a lot to learn about it. But uh, I think we're moving in the right direction.
0: Using the phrase, throw things at the screen. I like it. You're already up to speed. So the off-track super producer, Tim Durham, has made it into the podcast. Should also mention that our mutual friends at torontomotorsports.com, who do some of your swag and some of mine, This week on my show, we're giving away your guys' T-shirts and stickers. Why? Because we love you. There's no competition here. Um, Nick also says, second question, has a no-thim sticker made it onto the number 27, Walk and Shaw and Dready United car, and also says he's wishing the best of you, the best of the two of you in the race.
1: Well, thank you for that. And uh, no, it hasn't, because we figured that since we're on the other side of the equator, we can have complete disassociation. Yeah. Like them. people here don't even know who he is for us to like, talk about how much we dislike him, Right. So why even bring it up? Yeah. not going to bring attention to something that we don't support. And, and it's so relevant. His existence.
0: existence. Interestingly, international restraining orders do work though. So at least you have that bit of protection down under. True. Grant Stouter asks guys, which is more alarming wearing your matching onesies, the fire suits or diving down through the dipper, or that willpower is considered normal compared to most Australians.
1: <laughs> uh, I don't know that that's true. I still feel like Will is weird. I feel like some he Australian. Said, oh yeah, that willpower. He's a bit strange, huh? Exactly. He's, he's so, touched. He know.
0: is touched. Not necessarily by an angel. For sure. Could have been by a priest, but that boy's been touched. I can tell you that for sure.
1: hundred percent.
0: Let's go to Shay Small, who I believe is down under either with you in Australia or Kiwi Land. says, guys, what's been the biggest learning curve for extracting speed out of a supercar? And also asks, will he be involved in any of the Friday Night Live shenanigans or heading up to the top of the mountain for the full Bathurst experience?
1: Um, so I think the, the biggest part of... Uh learning to, to extract speed out of a supercar is just um, understanding kind of it at its limit, right? Like, I think that, you know, James and I got up to a, a, a speed relatively quickly, um, but to, to find, you know, those tents on corner entries and, and the blind corners and crests and the way the car unloads and everything, it's difficult for us to really know where the limit is and because it's basically a... Uh, a uh, fourth-year, 150-mile-an-hour street course, um, there's not a whole lot of room for, for error. So I think that's the biggest thing for us is just trying to step through a process of of going quicker and quicker kind of each time we go on track without ever overstepping because the other thing here is there's no real spare cars that are allowed. It's actually a regulation. So if you kind of make a, uh, a big enough error, like your weekend can be over. So there's too much uh, kind of commercial um, upside to this race and, and, and the Sunday that, that we're all looking forward to. Um, so yeah, I mean, we, we have to kind of challenge it, but like, the work through it in, in a kind of a, a uh, logical manner. We can't just go out there and fire it into a corner and, and hope it works out okay.
0: A lot of teams working hard overnight preparing cars that might not even make it out to qualify, so definite high points for that sure. approach. Andrew Clark asks, Hinch and Rossi, what Marvel superhero is your co-driver most like, and why?
1: Is there a, is there a Captain Tall and Mikey? You're I
0: like was Chris. wondering if there's a superhero Chris. named the effeminate Chris. Canadian. So again, I don't know these things, but it's a great question.
1: No, I'm, I'm like a Duke Kaboom from Toy Story 4. Is he kind of a superhero? Not <laughs> so Marvel. Oh. I don't know the Marvel, DC, Toy Story, universe differences. Um, yeah, I guess you're Captain America. and I don't know. I'm short and have facial hair, so am I like Iron Man?
0: No, we'll just we'll you go are. with...
1: Actually, yeah. There you go. We'll go like, with... You're, t- you're really smart. T- <laughs> appreciate that.
0: Yeah. T'Challa. There you go. He's- Hinch, you're Black <laughs> Panther.
1: That's
0: I mean, we'll just go with that. No, Assuming no. you don't know who that is. <laughs>
1: I I'm not cool enough to be Black Panther. Fair enough. That guy's pretty sick. And he's like a king, which I'm definitely, I mean, I'm a mayor, but, I mean, to be fair, I created that town, so it's not really fair.
0: Have you come up with some sort of, of city or, or district appointee title for Alexander Alderman Rossi? No, I, don't, you know what I,
1: I don't want one. I haven't done that yet. I'm going to do that. I I'm mean, I'm, I I no, I'm, not, I'm not I can't figure it off off the top of my head, but i'm gonna I'm gonna let you know in the near future not what, interested. the title in the Hingetown government that I'm giving uh, Alexander Rossi Could be like, a janitor. What's your real name, Michael? Yeah, Alexander Michael rossi. I'm gonna give him some cool name or cool title to go with this cool sounding politician name. He's one of those guys that if he was in politics, he'd go he'd go by his full name, Alexander Michael Rossi.
0: I'm thinking yes, he needs
1: family, James, James Douglas Meredith class. Oh boy! Yeah, that was just mad. no better. No.
0: I'm thinking he needs to be in charge of public safety because if I'm thinking Alexander Michael Rossi, AMR safety team, there might be a link there. I'm not sure. Not sure at all. All right, let's go to JJ Gertler as we wind down and more of my bad ideas come out here. JJ asks, "What's the craziest thing that had to be cut out?" of an off track podcast episode and says that he understands that's a pretty high bar.
1: Yeah. I mean, if, if, if it was cut out of the podcast, it can't be repeated here either. So there's been a lot, I mean, we were on a, uh, we were having to download some stuff, um, (laughs) for James, like, like a, like a recorder app and he didn't know how to do it. And so, um, I shared my screen with him to kind of walk him through some things. And then when, he uh, accepted my screen share request. I may or may not have. Uh, Let's just say we were. he wasn't showing me how to download a recording device. <laughs> there might
0: have been pictures of Richard. Is that a way of putting it? Um, I'm not sure exactly.
1: Pictures, sure. <laughs> yeah, Richard, yeah.
0: Wow, you guys are awesome. Uh, we're going to go to the mayor of Moose Town Again, this collision thing, it's working out. So who wins in a steel cage match? No holds barred. Grudge match between... The week in IndyCar and off track podcasts. Also asked what's your best lowdown dirty move? And would be Thim and would Thim be allowed to tag in with MP? He says, Hashtag me personally. I prefer a good bitch lap. Discuss. Me and Thim versus I mean, you frankly, two.
1: I think I think Thim tapping in would just hurt your chances. So I don't think you'd actually want that. Uh, anybody whose team Finn is on loses by default. So let's just assume. Let's just assume that you don't have that help, quote unquote. I still think you've got a good chance because your your podcast goes uh, a lengthier duration than ours, which means you might just like outlast us on a stamina sense.
0: No, you've you've you've, you've seen over. me. If we're talking, you know, endurance wise. I'm thinking I tap out after the first 16th of a mile of running. You guys go for about 10 or 15. I would say I wouldn't be afraid of you guys in a cage match, but I'm picturing things of, you know, the the lions jumping on the wildebeest kind of thing, dragging them down from behind. I think you guys might get me just through endurance alone. So oh, Jesus, we're conjuring bad bad visions here for folks
1: hopefully we never find out the answer
0: to that no i'm sure you guys have wanted to kill me at various points i wouldn't be doing my job otherwise but yeah we'll find out uh let's see let's go to jordan darwin says guys where's the most random place you've been recognized hopefully not the bathroom (laughs)
1: I think I think James would have more because he was on Dance with the Stars and finished second. So, like, I mean, more people would have known him if he'd won. Um, but obviously, he didn't. Yeah, obviously. Uh, I mean, nobody recognizes Alex from Amazing Race because he didn't even podium. So, like, he wasn't even really featured in the show that much. If he would stepped it up a notch and at least not made Connor carry the team so aggressively, or at least, at least, um, you know, the people that watch Dance with the Stars, you know, recognize you less than Elliot. The other oh. Indy
0: car driver could be a stars. I'm kind of seeing stars no. with kind of, you know, air quotes here. Oh, this is getting tough. All right. Uh, yeah. W- Man, I love that. A uh, little bus throw in here. All right, last question or two, then we got to let you go to your engineering meeting. Darren Leonard, good luck to Hinch and Rossi at Bathurst. Have the Dynamic Duo discussed dry seat versus wet seat etiquette during the battle of hydration versus seat time?
1: If he pees in the seat before I get in, I will go home. <laughs> so like, you realize that now makes me want to do it just to see if you'll live up to that. threat. Right, I call your bluff. Okay. I also just won't tell you until you're already on track. You're going to pit? You're going to come in and pit and get out? You're going to do it out loud and be like, Nope, I'm out. Come in and walk out of the car. Is that what you're going to do? Unaffected. Uh. I think you'd be very professional. Like, nope. Uh, no, the thing is we've got cool suits and helmet fans, man. It's like a sick setup down here, so it's not really a big of an issue.
0: You caught a cold while driving the car. It's, it's that well conditioned.
1: And the, and the drink bottle, the drink bottle actually works and stays cool. So you can just kind of like carry on a pretty, uh, pretty comfortable hydration, continuous hydration program while you're in the car, while you're in the car and actually quite cool. So it's, yeah, it's neat. I'm all for it.
0: All right. Well, Alex, I did no, nickname uh, James no Puddles on a previous visit to the show. So hopefully he does not live up to that. All right. Let's close on this just because I love seeing these cars. I don't know if you've had a chance to see them run yet. But our friend Simon Rafi asks, guys, the new Australian S5000 series, which is an open wheel series using Liget built cars and big old American V8s, says that'll be racing at Bathurst this year. Do either of you fancy doing the race or turning some laps in those beasts? Not unless Michael Andretti
1: decides to buy another team, which I mean I'm not going to count out. So I mean if he does do that, then I'm all
0: in. Breaking I news!
1: Breaking
0: IndyCar here. Breaking news: Michael Andretti and Roger Penske, because I believe Michael's run out of of possible. Uh, partnerships with the existing people he has. Michael and Roger Penske have just bought an S5000 team, so uh, maybe that's another silly season thing Robin and I can write about and figure out who's going to drive that. Zach Brown just signed to drive for that team. Look at that. The stuff is working out perfectly. Guys, thanks for taking some time. Thanks for having some fun. I apologize for the questions. I loved them. You guys might have been offended, but it's kind of what we do here.
1: No worries, man. Yeah. I'm happy to make it work.
0: Well... We'll be watching. I believe it's going to cost a lot of money here in America to do that, but uh, we're going to be watching, and hopefully there'll be some fun stories to read about after it's done. Thanks again, guys, for visiting our little week in IndyCar
1: from down under.